Welcome to the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast, where you will hear from creative small business owners in the trenches every single day, talking story, talking lessons, talking failures, talking truth. I'm your host, Nina L. Kovner. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the podcast, Brenda Amaral. Brenda is a salon owner, hairstylist, educator, and board member of the American Board of Certified Colorists, and a fucking awesome human being. Brenda, welcome. Thanks so much for having me in that awesome intro. I'm fired up about that already. Are we done? That was great. Yeah, that was it. And thank you for listening to this episode. Good night. I also have to plug in there that I'm a uh, new Intercoffee member. Oh, well. congratulations. Thank you, darling. I appreciate so that awesome. so I much. I know how hard you worked on that. Uh, okay, so let's dive into this because you and I are friends. So this is going to be hard to like keep it not like we're going to go off on some like major like personal conversation. So let me try, we'll to, try not to do that. I'm going to try to do my podcast, my professional podcast. Um, voice. Uh, so, okay. So let's dive in. I'm so stoked. There's so many questions I have for you. Um, let's start with, let's begin at the beginning. Um, how long have you been in this amazing beauty business and why did you become a hairdresser? Okay. So I think my story is similar to a lot of people where, you know, they say that legally they've been doing it for so many years. So I've, I've legally been just over 20 five, maybe 23, 25 years. Uh, but I've been cutting hair since I was 15 years old. Not that I had any business to do that, but if you sit still, if you sat still long enough, I'd do it. Um, uh, I just, honestly, I just have always been super passionate about it. I did, um, I did go to college. My mother decided that I was going to college mm. and I wanted to go to hair school. So I said, okay. Um, tell me what my major will be. She said, you'd be really good on TV or the radio. So So I went for communications and look, I mean, like how fun was that? So it's not like I was, I was killing myself. Um, And you know, uh, so I cut hair in my dorm room. That's how I made all my beer and book money. And uh, (laughs) so, (laughs) well, not all of it. I needed a lot of beer money. Um, but yeah, so that's how I put some extra money in my pocket. And again, I had no business doing it. But then, uh, yeah, fortunately enough, I had someone push me after um, after I graduated college. I actually, a short version of the story, I was supposed to get married. I did not marry that dude. Thanks be to Christ. Yes. Uh, nice guy, but, but whatever. But he said, look it, because every weekend I would work during the week. And then every weekend was spent trying to do whoever's hair that would let me. And he was like, you just need to go to hairdressing school. Like enough of this. This is ridiculous. So I went and I just, um, I just was home. I knew I was home as soon as I got there. I love that. What was one piece of advice you got when you first entered the industry that's been the most helpful? You know, you and I discussed this. Uh, I didn't really get a lot of advice. I wish uh, I had Mm. gotten more advice, maybe some more guidance. And or maybe I just needed to to listen better. (laughs) I'm sure there's some like, like early mentors of yours saying that bitch, I gave her all sorts of advice. And she wouldn't listen. 
Yeah, she's no know it all. Uh, there's a there's a huge huge chance that I just didn't hear all these nuggets of wisdom, but, uh, but I just felt like I kind of floated a little bit, mm. and you know I I got very lucky. I got very lucky that I ended up with people that uh, mentored, that did mentor me, and uh, allowed me to pursue my passion in education as well as being behind the chair and didn't limit. Um, you know, my passion for both. So I'm really super, uh, shout out to John Burnham. Thanks for oh. putting up with my shit for about 14 years. Thanks, <laughs> Cause John. I would have fired me like, yeah, his name's John Burnham. I would have fired me like at least 12 times if I was John. Oh, but isn't that awesome though? Like that there are people that like believe in us, even when we look back and we're like, we know we were shit shows, you know? Oh yeah. And they just stuck with us. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all the mentors that saw saw it before we did. Yeah, for sure. What a great, what a yeah. great reminder. Um, why did you become a salon owner? And what do you wish you knew when you first opened? <laughs> How long is this podcast going to be? 800 um, hours. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be. No, I really, I have to be honest with you. I, I never had any intention of opening a salon. I just didn't uh, because I was so hardcore on the education end of things and wanted to be able to travel and, and come and go as I pleased. And then I just had an opportunity. I was here uh, renting a booth because I've chewed all the dirt, man. I've been in a, 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 at the front desk. I've been an assistant. I've been a stylist, I, the whole thing. So I was booth renting here. And the owner at the time decided that she was uh, maybe going to move to Chicago. So I laid in bed like for two months staring at the ceiling like, oh, my gosh, uh, what am I going to do? Because the one thing, the way that I live my life is like, will I regret it? And I can't live with the what if, like the regret. I thought I can't be 70 years old and be like, you chickened out. You had the chance to basically walk into a business that's already running. And, um, so yeah, that I was like, look, I'd rather fail than have regret. So I bought it. We're going on seven years. August 1st will be our seven year anniversary. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. So it's, yeah, man, there, there's so much stuff that I, uh, that I did not know that I still don't know, man. What, what I know about the, just life, you could fit into a thimble. And I'm glad that I know that now. Um, Cause I spent a lot of years thinking I knew a whole bunch of, <laughs> a whole bunch of shit and I didn't. <laughs> so um, I think I missed part of that question. Why did I, Why so do, what question? do you wish you knew when you first opened? I wish I knew Oh my gosh, all of it. I wish I knew um, more people that could have mentored me that I could have gone to to ask. I did I did have some really great people that I, that I could ask for uh, advice. I wish I had been in maybe that there was a school. Mm. Uh, <laughs> when, when I said, honest to God, like that would have been a blessing to have that. Uh, Shout out to all of our was, A school members. I just got to, uh, I just got to. Yeah, yeah, we have to. I love A school. It's, it's such a great resource to be able to talk to so many people and get so many different opinions. So yeah, I, I guess that, and maybe some more systems. I wish I had had more systems in place. Uh, but really, I mean, I was just kind of doing the best that I could until um, I knew better. 
I, lo- I love that. So this, this is one area that I've watched you grow tremendously. I want to talk a little bit about leadership. You and I were on, talking on the phone last week and you were telling me a story and I asked your permission for if we could share this on the podcast. So I do appreciate you um, sharing this with us. You just had one of your kind of day ones um, give their notice that they were leaving. And I just was so fucking inspired by how you told the story to me and how you handled that situation. Can you share a little bit about what happened and kind of your um, view and, and your approach in how you handle people that leave? Absolutely. Um, I'm happy to share it. And thanks for asking. And thanks for being inspired by it. Uh, that means a lot to me. So look at, I just, I come from the mindset that people are not going to be here forever. And this industry can be so cutthroat and so sneaky and so like, just all of those things that I am not, I am, I am transparent sometimes to a fault, which you know this about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I hire people, I just tell them, look, as long as you're completely open and honest with me, I will get you to wherever you want to go if I can. And then if I can't, I will introduce you to someone that can, can pick you up from there and, and get you to the finish line. Um, so this, this, particular employee who is such a little nugget. She's just a doll. And she started with me when she was a junior in high school, because we have a really good relationship with the high school, the vocational high school here. So she started on a co-op and started as an assistant and uh, stayed here all through her college years and just recently graduated and was kind of vacillating between, you know, what she was going to do. And, you know, she came into my office and she said, you know, because originally her plan was to own a salon. So I said, look, if you want to own a salon, I will get you there. And and what happens in this industry, because she doesn't know, I said, is normally you're trying to gather up all your clients and be really secretive about it. And then, you know, you give your notice and hopefully the salon is built in time. Otherwise, you have to go find a spot to be at. I said, we're not going to do that. So if you want to open a salon, you stay here until the minute the construction is done and I will wish you well and send you a fruit basket because I don't gain anything from trying to hold anybody back from, from their dreams. It's just, I just think it's a rotten thing to do and I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. So they know that, that I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm team them. I'm team all of us. So if someone's unhappy here, they're not going to build and grow and do well. And it's not even a matter of she's unhappy. She said, I've graduated and now I think I have to pursue my degree. I have to see what's out there. She said, I know if I stay here, I'll be here just forever and comfortable. So, uh, So we came up with a transition plan and what that would look like. And so then that way she can leave on her terms, but it's still done with respect for the salon because this this person i mean she's shown us nothing but respect and been a hard worker and and despite being a student i mean this kid just grinds she is a hard worker and she's she deserved better than me saying okay well here's a box and get your stuff and yeah. get out like i mean i just i just i somebody who's poured so much back into me as I poured into them, you just got to give them the, the respect that they earned. So it's just, you I mean, know, it's amazing. And it sounds so fucking simple yet. 
like you said, there's this, this, this sneaky, gross, um, kind of di- hyper dysfunctional, codependent, bizarre, unhealthy, um, kind of norm standard for this type of thing in the beauty industry, which I've never understood. And people like you are stepping up and saying, no, I'm not handling it this way. And that means that everyone that's ever left your business, that's one more person that had an awesome experience that can share that with other people, not the opposite, which is sharing the horror stories of leaving. It's just amazing. I'd, I'd love to say they all have a great story after they left, but I'm sure, you know, we've part, we parted ways with a few that were, you know, that we, it was mutually, we were both happy that it was ending. Of course, but, um, but it's all in how you walked in your integrity. You, we obviously can't control what other people's experiences are and what they're going to right. say. What, but in this particular case, what inspires me about how you are approaching this is that this is you, your integrity, your brand. And, um, you, your actions are aligned with it. And I think that that's, I mean, you're happy, right? Yes. You can sleep at night. I can sleep at night. It's not that constant. Oh, are they going to leave? Is this going to happen? Like we just, we're super open. Uh, I've got such a great group here. I'm, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. And, it's just, it's super transparent. There's no cattiness. There's no, there's none of it. I just don't allow it. And it just, it really makes it, um, you know, everybody's soft place to land. Uh, and that's what I wanted it to be. And that's fucking badass. And I just am so inspired. Okay. So speaking of team members, you have an awesome daughter. Thank you. Uh, Gwen, who you named the salon after, and she actually works at the salon. What's it like leading and mentoring your own child? That is an amazing question. But yes, I named the salon. Uh, it's Gwen Murray Salon and Spa. Uh, so no pressure on this poor little kid of mine, right? Sorry, Gwen. <laughs> Look at I, you know, we love you. (laughs) Yes, and and you know, it's been. I mean, she's worked here like since she was nine, but like legit worked here, uh, fifteen, and you know had a schedule and had the whole deal. And it's hard, you know. It's honestly on my list of things to do to uh, pick the brains of friends that are salon owners, like our friend Danielle Green. Uh, who also works yes. with her daughter. Yes, she I've does. had a few friends that I've asked, but I just, I, I want to do it better because it's, it's, it's hard some days. It's hard for her. It's hard for me. Of course. I mean, I love having my daughter in my space. She's just such a, she's such a rad human being. Um, but the dynamic is tough and, and some days. And thankfully uh, my manager, Gloria is uh, rock solid she is amazing and sometimes she will say i'm going to put my manager hat on and you need to step out of this i'm going to handle this gloria you're you're not she's amazing and she'll just say you're not looking at this properly or you need to take a breath or you need to take a so it's it's really been a learning experience for me it's been um you know there's been a lot of growing pains she is uh she's just graduated school and going to get her license um, and then she's going to go to barbering school so wow. she's going to make her own way 
yeah, she's going to make her own way. It's been very hard not to try to manipulate and, you know, you should do this and this is what you should oh, be doing. I and this bet. is, I mean, she's very strong willed anyhow. So that's <laughs> so, shocking. You know, <laughs> I know. I know. It's all my husband. Right? Yeah. I'm no, it's not Jerry. We, uh, I know that. <laughs> I think that's your side. Brenda. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So she's very strong. <laughs> she's going to do what she wants. And, and I, and I dig that. I respect that. And, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I, I want her to be here if she wants to be here or go off and do what, what feels good and right to her and feels like success to her. Yeah. Let her have her own experience. I know it's so hard. You're such a good mama. Control freak. Thanks. Baby. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. All of this is shocking news. Not to you. Or anybody that's met me. Maybe, you know, strangers that are listening to us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So, through you, uh, I discovered the texture versus race movement created by the incredible Kia Neal. Um, can you share a little bit about why you believe this movement is so important in the beauty industry and kind of your experience around dealing with race um, inside and outside the beauty industry. That's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. And yes, the just incomparable, amazing Kia Neal. She actually birthed this class last year at the uh, American Board of Certified Hair Colorists, our energizing summit that we have every year. So she did this class that was basically, you know, let's stop focusing on the person underneath the hair and focus on the hair instead of, you know, so many of us are like, well, I don't do that kind of hair. I don't do that. I don't know how I don't whatever. And then don't take the time to educate ourselves about people that are different than us and just look different. Uh, so she did it. And the, the overwhelming response was like, the summit, nobody could stop talking about it. People were coming up to me. Have you seen this class? This is unbelievable. We're so happy that you had it. So Kia and I formed a very fast friendship uh, from that day. I mean, I found her in the in the ballroom. She said, all I saw was this like tall white woman coming at me, throwing chairs out of the way. She goes, I thought this is going to be really good or really bad. And, and I... <laughs> and I just see and I have been like peas and carrots ever since and I just I think you know her vision and her dedication to listening to the call that we need to desegregate this business this industry um, that people are just so comfortable with having I mean we all know there's white salons and black salons like we all know this I mean of course there are multicultural as well but it's more the norm that you know you just have people that look like you that work for you people that look like you that come into your salon and Kia is really on a mission to push this movement forward so we all learn how to work on everyone and embrace everybody's differences instead of, you know, people walking into our salon and we go, oh, no, sorry, with no openings, because we don't know how to do it, because we've not taken the time to edu educate ourselves and learn about other people, um, because that's just fear. That's all that is. It's like, well, that's different, and I, I'm not going to do it, or I'll send you down the street to the people that do that. Um, 
It's just because uh, eventually we're all going to have some kind of textured hair. Eventually it's, it's, you know, uh, so we need to know what we're doing. We need to change. We're in an industry of change. And so many of us don't want to change what we do. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, we're, we're so proud because uh, I'm also vice president of education for a distributor here in the Northeast coastline education. And we're just so proud to back her and have her, you know, doing education with us, with her education team. She's just, she's a powerhouse. And she if sure anybody's going to, if anybody's going to do this, she is. And, and my, I feel like my purpose is to spend all of my unearned privilege to get her in every room that she belongs in to talk to all the people that she needs to talk to in order to further the movement so we can really break this this cycle and make it stop that's fucking incredible what would i do as someone listening right now if i'm a white person working in a white salon what, what do I do? How do I learn more about texture versus race? How do I step into this discomfort? How do I use my privilege to create spaces and open doors? That is such a great question. First of all, go to uh, texture versus race on Facebook and join the group. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations that happen there and some of them are super uncomfortable. If you are a white person who's never really had to think about the fact that you're white, uh, because most of us don't, because we're the default in our society, which I know will make some people upset that they heard me say that, but it's true. Uh, really start working on on yourselves and doing some education. There are so many mentors out there. Uh, Layla Saad, uh, Catrice Jackson. Rachel Cargill, uh, I'm sure that I'm missing plenty. Uh, Look up things like what's white privilege uh, and learn how to start dismantling this this systemic racism that's in our society. And so that way you're not, you don't feel fragile. You don't feel uncomfortable saying black and saying white. Like some of us feel just, just that makes us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So once you start doing a little work and research, cause it doesn't take much digging online to, to read it. And the more uncomfortable it makes you, the more reading you should do. Uh, because it's, it's so vital and so necessary. And because I feel like we decide there's either good people or bad people and you're either, you know, you're either racist or you're not racist. And so, and if I'm racist, it just means I hate people because of the way that they look. So most of us are good people and would never think like, I don't like people because of the way that they look. Uh, so we're comfortable thinking that, well, we're not racist. We don't say racist things, but you know, there's microaggressions that happen every single day. And it, 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 I, every day when I wake up, I figure out how I'm going to be anti-racist. I read an article, I read a book, I watch a video, I do something to, to, to plan to be anti-racist every day. Wow. That's fucking amazing. Thank you, friend. Thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I know that you have been working so hard with this and the support you've given Kia and the doors you've opened and, and, 
all of those things. And of course, I mean, the minute, if whoever's listening, if you do decide, which I hope you do, you do decide to join the Tax versus Race Facebook group. Um, I, I, I think that you're going to see like how fucking rad Kia is and um, wow. yeah. how much she is creating a space for all of us to lean into this discomfort and have these conversations, which ultimately are going to change the nature of, of the hair salon and how we approach hair. And so I'm just grateful for you and for Kia and for everyone that um, has stepped up. And uh, Kia, of course, was a guest on our podcast and talked a lot about, about it as well. So if you haven't listened to the episode with Kia, um, I obviously, Brenda and I both recommend that you yes. jump on that one after you've uh, listened to this one. So when we were just talking about this, you mentioned your purpose. What does purpose mean mm-hmm. to you? Well, I feel like purpose really means the reason for doing anything. And my purpose has changed and shifted over the years. And, you know, the more that I mature and grow up and figure out, you know, where my blind spots are and, and, you know, what I need to change, uh, then that's what I focus on. So my purpose is always to share my education, my experiences with people in order to help. Uh, I had mentioned earlier the distributor that I work for. We do a four-day, Lisa Kelly and I designed a class that's called Color Freaks and Geeks. That It's a generic class. It's four days of generic. It's not about a manufacturer. We can teach you how to use whatever you use better. So the fact that I can walk away from a class and I wasn't pushing product and I wasn't, but you get to go back and do better and be better and have more fun while you're doing it, uh, that's part of my purpose. My, my purpose is to try to be a better parent every day, mm. to be a better boss, to be a better friend. Like I'm always trying to work on myself and really be more self-aware, uh, because I wasn't for so many years. So now I'm just so heavily, um, dedicated to, you know, my purpose is to be better every day at no matter what I'm doing and to serve others with that purpose. Mm-hmm. You are a good friend and you're an incredible leader and change maker. And um, I'm so fucking honored to know you, to be your friend um, and your coach. And um, just, I'm so fucking proud of you, Brenda. And I'm just so grateful that you came on the podcast because we've talked about this for a while, getting you on and it just has never been the right time. And I just love that right now is the right time because you are just like, you are just lighting up. And I just, it's just, I'm getting super, of course, emotional because you know me, but thank you. Thank you. Where can we, um, do you have a favorite quote? Okay. I have, I have two. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So Maya Angelou's, uh, when you know better, you do better. Mm. So I have said that for years and shame on me for actually not spending more time learning about her because she is amazing. Amazing. Uh, And then I heard this one, not, not that long ago. And, uh, I don't know much about this dude. And I, I don't know if I heard it on your podcast, but it was, let, let me think. We judge, 
We judge ourselves by our intentions and others by their behavior. And when I heard that, I thought, wow. Yep. And so, you know, I, do you know who's quoting Stephen, Stephen Covey. Oh, Stephen Covey. Yeah. Stephen Covey. Seven habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey. Okay. Yeah. I didn't read that. And I'm hoping he's not highly problematic, but, um, I mean, no, he, I I hope he's not highly (laughs) problematic. I, and I, I mean, you have to say that in 2019, of course, I understand that he is a very, very, very like decades long leadership voice and coach. Okay. Um, and he did, I mean, what he's most known for is the seven habits of highly effective people. Okay. Well, there you go. I thought that that quote, I heard that and it landed with me. And I said, you're right. I said, because sometimes I just get pissed at people the way they act and had maybe I acted the same way. Like I wouldn't be judging myself the same way I would. Ju- I'm judging this person right now. And I'm sure if I talk to them, their intent was was not that. But I want to be very clear that impact is more important than your intention. So you do have to think about how things land with other people. But um, I do try to I, I try to give way more grace than I than I did before, because um, I think ultimately most people are just trying to do the very best that they can. Mm, I love that, and I agree a thousand percent. I'm glad. I love your I love your quote choices. I love you. Um, where can we find you? I love you. You can find me. Let's see. You can find me on Instagram at Brandola. Uh, B-R-E-N-D-O-L-A-H on Facebook. I mean, once you find me on Instagram, you can kind of find me everywhere uh-huh. else. But if you're just on Facebook, it's Brenda. My maiden name is Billado, Brenda Billado Amaral. Uh, you can find information at coastlineedu.com. Uh, but, you know, if you just land on one, that'll pretty much get you to the rest of them. Yeah. So. Thank you. If you want to reach out, reach out. Reach out. Brenda's very generous with her brain, as you can tell, and with her heart. I try. We're so stoked to get to share your story on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure and an honor. And I love you so much. Me too. Thanks, everyone, for listening, guys. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To learn more about Passion Squared, you can visit us at passionsquared.net. You can find us on the gram and on Facebook at Passion Squared. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome day, guys. Love you.